if you just look what everyone do and do opposite of that, engage with your customer. I'm a big fan of five sense marketing, meaning the more senses we engage, if people can smell our brand, if they can hear the brand, if they can touch the brand, this is where the engagement comes from. You're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, the podcast for coaches, thought leaders, and change makers who are ready to become the standout expert. If that's you, stay tuned because you're in the right place. I'm your host, Samantha Riley, and I want to help you build a successful business sharing your expertise, generate the impact and income you need to create your ideal lifestyle. It's time to make a difference and scale up. Are you ready? Let's enter the lab. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, Oksana. It's so fabulous to have you joining me here today. Thank you, Sam. Thank you for the opportunity to be with you. I'm very excited because um, I've been looking for someone to come onto the show to talk about this topic for a while. And then you reached out on LinkedIn and we met up and had a coffee and I was like, you are the exact person I'm looking for to talk about this particular topic, which is how to wow your clients using gifts, I guess, essentially. But why don't you start off by explaining that in a much more articulate way than myself and let our listeners know a little bit about what it is that you do and you know who your business serves fantastic sure so i've been running promotional product company for 17 years and when i say promotional product company it's twenty thousand products that we source and supply to the market but over the years i created my own methodology because let's face it nobody need another boring promotional product with someone's logo and mm-hmm. And it's surprisingly how people still giving it out. And um, yeah, I don't want to be the cause of stuff in the landfill uh, because they would purchase without any purpose, without customer in mind. So I created my methodology. And when I work with the clients, I make sure we create something that really adds value, that values your customers and, you know, create the memories an engagement that any brand require to take customers on the journey. So this is what my approach, I'm brand engagement specialist. I'm not really fan of brand awareness because being of Russian background, I'm very pragmatic and I find a lot of engagement when I talk data and facts. I need numbers. I don't need a noise and impressions. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm more interested is does this engage the client because if the customer is engaged or they are on the journey with us that we they engage at, this is where you get ROI, this is where you get the referrals, this is where you create top of mind awareness um, and this is my methodology. Absolutely. And top of mind awareness is so, it's critical all the time, but it's super critical now because we're not getting out and doing networking or meeting other people. We're all in our homes, behind our computer. And I think that being able to stand out over and above just catching up with someone on a Zoom call, you know, a lot of us are Zoomed out, is a huge opportunity. And what I'm really interested to talk with you about today is 
I think a lot of people are still of the idea of, oh, well, we could do that by sending out a coffee mug with someone's logo on it, which I actually did receive one about six weeks ago and I've never used it because it's not really that sexy with someone else's logo on my coffee cup. So I'd love you to share how can we even start to think about creating the tools or tapping into what's available for us to help other people to remember us? Great question. Great questions. And I would love to share the examples. I'm a big fan of Gary Vee and he um, made a little video and talk about some experience he had at the event. And then he asked the question, who is in charge of your thank you department? And I thought, this is brilliant. You know, this is what I do. Basically, my pitch is if you don't have someone in charge of thank you department, we can help you. Because with the service businesses, it's people focus on the service itself. Let's say if you, regardless what service you provide, but you know, service that we provide, this is given, this is expected. My question is, I think the most important thing, what do you do before you provide this service? How do you trick your customer before you deliver this service? And what do you do after? Because the service bit, it's given. If you come to the restaurant and service is to get dinner, this is given. But imagine if the restaurant send you the message saying, Sam, thanks for booking dinner with us. And this is the best location to park. Mm. Or after the service, after you had an amazing dinner, they say to you, Sam, hope you enjoyed the dinner. Thank you for coming and we look forward to seeing you again, right? Mm -hmm. So my opinion on engaging with the clients and a lot of time for people who actually purchase merchandise or the person who bought this mug, they miss the research part, right? They did miss the part of going and talking to Sam before assuming that she would like the mug, right? Because I always say, you are not your customer, right? So you coming up with revolutionary ideas of ordering 500 USB sticks with your logo and giving it out. I think if you haven't done the research, if it's not gonna add value to your customer, do not waste your money. Because nobody, it's not adding value. People have enough drink bottles and enough mugs and enough bags with sponsors' logos that end up never being used and never been talked about. So if it's not going to create this wow factor, and I'm never talking about, oh, my God, we need half a million dollars to do this project. You know, if you're smart and if you know who your customer is, I'm using my $2 legendary nail filer that create more conversations and more leads and it's only costing me two dollars of course i'm not going to give you the pen with my logo because everyone does it Mm -hmm. of course i'm never going to send you the christmas gift because everyone does it so if you just look what everyone do and do opposite of that engage with your customer. I'm a big fan of five cents marketing, meaning the more senses we engage, if people can smell our brand, if they can hear the brand, if they can touch the brand, this is this is where the engagement comes from. 
And our job as a marketers to create this engagement and 100% in the current digital world of noise and us not be able to see each other face to face. What a great opportunity to actually use the direct mail, communicate. My last EDM was, would you buy your customer a virtual coffee? Meaning that for $5, you can put something amazing in the mail that's going to get 100% opening rate, 100%. If I send you something in the mail, in the box, in the envelope, it will get to you, mm. right? We're not talking about you do 10,000 impressions on Facebook advertising and 2% click on something and then maybe half percent converted. Oh my God, how expensive it is. And why do we need so much noise? If the only thing we want, it's 1%. To get to 1%, you can create something meaningful. And ironically, nobody does it. So if you do it, it's like sending a thank you card. Everyone, it's only cost a dollar. But guess what? Nobody does it. But if you do that, you stand out. You're the one who's been remembered. And if you've been remembered, guess what? You're the top of mind. And if you're mm. top of mind, the first opportunity comes, business will come your way. And, and Absolutely. This, this is a simple formula. Yeah. So you're talking here specifically about our prospects, people that haven't signed on to work with us yet. And you just mentioned the nail file. And when we had coffee, that's exactly what you gave me, a nail file. And you know what? I I actually can't remember what it says. I know that it's a red nail file and it's got white text on it. And I remember it was was something smart, like keep us on file or something like that. For for cool and fun marketing ideas. Keep us on file. There you go. Super <laughs> cool because no one's ever given me a nail file before and it's not in my office with me but it is out uh, out uh, where I work in my second office and it lives next to my computer. So you're right. You're always top of mind. Yeah. And you I know the market, Sam. I know that you're my market, right? Yeah. <laughs> if you're working with the engineering, right, if your customers are builders and they're 35 years old plumbers, Maybe nail filer, it's not the right product. Yeah, I wouldn't think so, exactly. Our job, my job as a marketer and a brand engagement specialist to find what's the right product for you and for your customers to take them on the journey and engage them on the journey. Absolutely. And that's where I was going to go next because you did mention a little bit earlier that you need to know your client and make sure that you're giving them something. But how do we even begin to understand what people want because you're not talking about everyone getting a different gift depending on who they are you're talking about a gift or maybe two or three different promotional products that that is aimed at that target market like how do we even understand where to begin because I would not have thought to give someone like me a nail file that just never even occurred to me that's why you're not in this field you're in a different field right so Finding the people who, like I created the methodology, five-step purpose before product process. So mm-hmm. when you come to me and say, Oksana, what should I do? For me, just give you suggestions blindly. It's assumption. And mm-hmm. assumptions lead to hallucinations, in my opinion. So for us to actually define what is the right product, we will go through the process. Okay, Sam, what is the purpose 
of whatever you're trying to achieve. And the purpose might be, I want to thank you, my customers, or I'm at exhibition and I would like to attract new customers, or mm-hmm. I am creating something that I will use for referrals. So this is like you said, it's become, I have a set, I'm like a Mary Poppins with my bags of different tools that I use appropriate depends on conversation I had with the clients and it depends on the value of the client. Because I always say, we firstly need to know what each customer means to our business financially, right? Mm-hmm. So you're specifically talking there about the amount that that client is likely to spend with us when they sign up. What is their lifetime value? Exactly. Or, you know, some of the, like my nail file, I order them in thousands because for me, this is, you know, you don't want to give something that costs you $500 and or $100 or $10 that and then feel, oh my God, this is going to break my, you know, this is going to break my business. The, mm-hmm. You know, it's like the free download. It's need to be free and costing you not much. So you can give as many as you can. I give my, if somebody good referral, I ask them, can I give you 10 of my nail filers? And for me, yes, it is $20. And I'm giving them what to say. If you, I love working with you, you know exactly what I do. If you meet someone that, you know, you think will benefit from what I do, please give them my nail file. And I ask permission. You know, Seth Gordon talks about permission marketing. I'm always talking about permission giving. Because I got 20,000 products and I can give you a ton of different stuff, because I can doesn't mean that I should. Before I give you anything, I will say to you, would this be of value to you? And then, and when I give you the nail file, I did ask you that. And he said, I will take that. And yeah, Leon I did said, too. <laughs> yeah, and Leon said, oh, I'll take a tape measure. And then I said, I also have another, you know, and can I give you the notebook? No, I prefer, you know, let them choose it because if they choose it, this is what they value. We can't assume what they would value. And this is the biggest mistake we make. We never ask the customer. You know, we assume that sending them a French champagne, it's a great idea. But I'm saying if you never ask them and if you did not find out that they're not champagne drinker, maybe not a drinker at all, you just wasted $100 to create the bad experience. That works in a situation where we're able to meet our prospects. But what about... Well, right now, there's many places in lockdown around the world and around Australia, and we aren't necessarily able to see them. And even if we weren't in lockdown, there's a lot of us have global businesses where we're not meeting our clients. How do we then ask our clients for permission? You simply, you just ask them, listen, I'm, I'm thinking of putting something in the mail to you. Um, here's the, I, I thought these three ideas, pick one. Let them pick it. That's so cool. <laughs> it's like it's not revolutionary, but surprisingly, nobody asked the customer. And when I talk about the tool, you know, statistically in service business, they say if customer happy with your service and you go and ask 10 out of your best customers, would you refer me to someone? If you're happy with my service, would you refer me? Eight out of 10 people 
say, we will refer you. But if you ask the next question, how many actually who are happy with your service do actually refer you? And then the number goes from eight to two. People do not refer us because we never ask them. We never give them the tools. We just assume because they're happy with my service, they will tell other people about us. No, everyone busy in the old world, in their own bubble, they're not going to refer you. So how can we give them the tools that able them to refer us? And it's up to us to do that. As a business providers, it's up to us to say to them, Dear customer, if you're happy with what I do, I'm looking for customer just like you. He's one, two, three. Please refer me. And suddenly people go, oh, I thought you're so busy. Uh, somebody said to me, oh, my God, I never thought you need more business. Uh, you sound so busy. And I'm thinking, wow. So they're making assumptions because I never asked them. I never mm. told them, right? It's like, say, how do we find out? We can't find out. Doesn't matter where you are, what country, what time zone, I can find out. And now with a Google, I can find out that you write like red color. I don't even need to ask you, but then I can say to you, Sam, can I just confirm is red your favorite color? Because I can see your photos in red. I can read your messages. It does not take that long to actually do a little research to find that this person is playing golf or this person enjoy yoga, or whatever it is, they post about it by simple research. It doesn't, not going to take hours. You can find out about a lot. Or if you know someone that this person is connected to, for example, if I know that you're connected to Tim Hyde, and I don't want to ask you, I'm sure I can go and say, Tim, I'm just thinking of sending something to Sam, I don't really know her. What would you think make would make her excited, right? Mm -hmm. And this is another channel of getting the information. But you would be surprised how much people will tell you. Everyone loves talking about themselves, but guess what? Nobody asks anyone. Tell me mm -hmm. what you like. What's your favorite author? What's your favorite show? What's your favorite... You know, what do your kids love? Because suddenly when you find out that your kids like Disney, next time you're in a coffee shop, you see the article about Disney new show, you take a picture and you send it to your client and they go, oh my God, oh my God, how do you remember? But you need to keep a little black book of information mm -hmm. because the value for coaching or service customer, the value of the customer, we're not, you know, you know, $2 store where you don't care who is coming and who is going. So you want to nurture and water this relationship and plant the seed all the time. Uh, and this is basically the journey of engagement. I love it. So we've talked a little bit about prospects and staying top of mind. You've mentioned referral partners. I think there's a really big opportunity right now in make obviously a lot of us in the coaching space are doing virtual conferences. What are the opportunities for us to really make our virtual conferences stand out by creating something that is tangible? And, you know, I keep having this thought that if something was delivered prior to the conference, where, where's the opportunity in this space for us? 
amazing opportunity. Uh, we just deliver. Look at what tribe tribe did for the conference. You can build the team and you can engage the customer. So they creating the beautiful boxes, sending a prior Zoom call and saying, here's a little tools that will help you through the Zoom call. I'm working with Steve Jensen. He got the Sales Authority Club. One of the meetings are coming up. He's going to train the members on disk model. So in his advertising, he used four colors and it's all square. So I come up with idea when we send them the package, let's send them the Rubik cube because this is looks like disk and it represents the, the message you're communicating, right? Mm-hmm. And then you can say, here's a little tool because with the coaching, we're giving them the tool. And then the next step would be try to assemble this, you know, Rubik cube. You know how hard it is if you don't know how. But now let me give you one page instruction that's going to come up in two, three weeks after the training and see how easy to assemble the, the Rubik cube after you know how. So if you work with me, I'm as a coach, will take you through the process. And you might, you know, even communicating your values. If you're saying, I was working with a customer and they say, our value is adaptable. I said, okay, what is it? What can we give them tangibly that represent the adaptable? Okay, let's give them adapter. If they say, oh, we're all about curiosity. I'm thinking what product will represent curiosity, right? And then mm-hmm. we come up with the idea of kaleidoscope. So it means that whatever message is, if you're talking about capacity, maybe you give them, you know, capacity. So when I was working with show laws and we, they had a five step process because they teach customer the model, the module on time management or module on capacity or module on whatever it is. So my talent is to see what this topic is and say, what product will physically represent that? Because then it's become a tool. And if it's a tool, they will use it to get the message when you teach them that. It's like at school, right? And mm-hmm. then it will reinforce your message. And then this message gets remembered. So he's going to teach them disk model, but the Rubik cube that they receive from him going to stay on the desk for six months or longer to reinforcing the message and giving the opportunity to talk about the story. When you do the mathematically calculation, you know, it costs him $10. But the, if, if you look at this for the next six months, the cost for impression, it's literally five cents. So you go, wow. So what tools can we give our customer when we're teaching them the certain formula or subject? that will help us. It's like a school that help us to help them to learn the message. And then when we are not there, what can we give them to remind us? And it might be beautiful journal that you give them when you onboard them. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, actually, for coaches, I come up with these 23 direct marketing ideas that make your message stick. And the first one, it's actually, it's a little tin that you open like a tin of sardines and mm-hmm. inside it's a lollies. They look like worms, right? 
Right. The message saying, we're going to open because it's going to be a journey. Coaching is a relationship, six months, 12 months process. Mm-hmm. So the message is, we're going to open in this process. We might be opening a can of worms, right? Mm-hmm. But don't worry. We are here to support you all the way through because the only way out is through it. Mm-hmm. Right. So the message suddenly you, and you know, as a coach, you have weeks where you work with a customer and the client and you just think, Oh my God, they just feeling everything falling apart. Nothing is working. And then they do something, what you suggest and then turn around. But you actually tell them sometime this journey going to be painful. You know, if their finance is a mess. And you don't know that they are, but you are going to find out in four weeks, six weeks. So it's kind of great tool and idea that break the ice. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not, and another thing, because it's pain point. I always, I always tell people, if you're doing any sorry gifts, you know, if something happened that you need to say sorry. And I think every business needs to have a sorry gift. Because things do, you know, things happen, things go wrong. And it's not that it's not what's happened. It's what you do about it. So mm-hmm. if you send someone a sorry gift, make sure it's not something firstly with your logo, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's something that dissolvable, right? So let's say if you send a box of chocolate, you don't want them to remember, oh, here's a mug when I stuff up. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> is, yeah. please, please accept this gift, but don't remember the problem. <laughs> so you don't want this story to be reinforced by giving anything branded. So give them, you know, box of lemons and say, listen, sorry things, or give them box of pears, right? Saying, mm-hmm. sorry, sorry, this, you know, the little whatever went pear shape. I'm here to make sure it never happens again. But make sure before you send the sorry gifts also, you fix the problem. Mm-hmm. It's nothing worse that we have a problem. The plumber make a mess. He never fixed the mess. And then he sent me sorry gift. I don't need his sorry gift. I want my plumbing to be fixed. So you fix the problem first, if it was a problem. And then you send them a little box of honey saying, listen, this is hope it's sweetened up our last experience. Never happened before. Sorry, let's move on. And people are forgiving. How many times you've been to the restaurant and they stuff up the main course and then they give you dessert and you go, oh, they're so lovely. By mm. nature, we are forgiving. So this is just the opportunity for us to be authentic and, and have the integrity piece when we're on the journey with the customers because mm. this, this I love is matter. I love that. So we've got the first. We've got our prospects. So how do we uh, send or create the tools that make people remember us so that we're top of mind? Then we've got the the onboarding experience when someone comes on as a client, and a really great way to think of that is what metaphors do we want to to use to be able to have people understand the journey. Then you talked about with our clients in virtual conferences or or some sort of teaching program, how do we help them to learn and reinforce the message that yep. we're sharing? It's, it's 
so it's so simple, yet I'm sure that I'm not the only person that had thought of all of this, which is exactly why I invited you onto the show. So for people that want to learn more, Oksana, how do they get connected with you? Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. They can find me under Oksana Karikova. I'm on Instagram. It's Impero by Oksana. They can email me, oksana at impero.com.au. Um, and I love what you said, Sam. It's so easy. It's like Gary V again saying, you know, ideas like push-ups. Everyone knows that they should do them. But who actually does? Or what easy to do, it's easy not to do, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I am all about systems. If you have a system, meaning if you decided for the next 30 days, I'm going to send every conversation I had, I'm going to send them the post-it card. You need to have 30 cards. You need to purchase them all at once because if every time and you need to purchase stamps and you need to have a beautiful pen handy because if you don't have that, you're not going to go to the shop all the time to buy the card. Mm -hmm. It's not going to happen. So when you create the tools, they need to be available. And then you decide, I always say, if you're on a plane from Sydney to LA, Maybe not a good example to use now, but <laughs> well, we'll be able to get on a plane, plane again one day. <laughs> one day, yeah, yeah. Let's be pessimistic—not uh, pessimistic, optimistic. Every single person, you might have three hundred people on the plane. They all gonna get from Sydney to LA, but it's a three different category of people that invest different amount of money to get from A to B, mm-hmm. and they get three different experiences you know so if you're an economy you're not going to get champagne because you didn't Mm -hmm. pay for that if you're in business you will get champagne and socks and toothbrush and if you're in the first class you will get extra so when i work with a customer we start with go through your database and you're the only one who would know are they your economy class economy class customer are they business class customer or they are your first class customer then when you create the customer journey and the touch points, the touch points would be the same. In 1st of October, we're going to do the mail out. But guess what? The economy people mail out will be $5 mail out. The business customer will get $15 mail out. And for the first one, we don't mind to spend 50 bucks because they're the one who, you know, give us the most money. Mm-hmm. And, and again, you separate them and then when you use the tools, you use them accordingly to what's the value, lifetime value of this customer for you or are they referral partner? Because in all honesty, I look at my database and all the customer and if I analyze it and because of my, you know, mathematical and engineering background, I believe in data and I actually write to each name, where do they come from? Where do, did I meet them? And the, because this is the greatest understanding of referral source or what functions do I need to go? Oh, let me see. Where did I get this customer from? Oh, this was from this customer. So suddenly when you look where they come from, you might, this is where you go and create your uh, strategic partnerships. And the question I always ask, where is the customer before they come to you? Mm-hmm. 
because the most logical person to be your channel, right, for us, it's a printer because person print the business cards and whatever they're printing, next thing they will be looking for the merchandise. So if you're the cleaner, your logical step to partner is removal of company because every mm-hmm. time people move, they need a cleaner. So if you look at it in more holistic way um, and you find the collaboration and it doesn't need to cost you money, like I was training beauticians in Victoria last week, they're in lockdown. I said, you can add value to your customer by simply going to the coffee shop across the road and say to them, can I buy 50 coffees? And the coffee shop probably will sell it to you for two bucks because Mm -hmm. I want to give it to my customers. Mm -hmm. Suddenly, you came to your beautician for facial, and then she said to you, do you drink coffee? And she asked you, and you said yes, and you said, can I give you, if it's coffee on me, just go across the road to John, and he will look after you. And ask John to collect every single of these little vouchers, because after 30 days, we want to measure, and then maybe even ask John to see if any of your customer spend extra money, because when they buy coffee, they free coffee, they probably feel guilty and will buy the muffin. Or they mm-hmm. said, you know what? I might have lunch. So if John collect all these cards, he might actually calculate, oh my God, I just generated $1,000, $2,000 from the beautician across the road. Can I give you the coffees, free coffees? If you don't just think about this is my business, this is my service. So I say by simply going and talking to people around you, if you are local, you know, maybe it's a dry cleaner across the road. Maybe it's um, car wash. This is for the people who have a retail and local to the location attached. But it's the same with the virtual because logically what I do, people ask me a lot about digital. Then I have collaboration with digital or people ask me about graphic designers. I have collaboration with graphic designers. So the more problems we can solve for our customers, the more sticky we are and the more valuable we are to them. Can you give us an example of a way to do that virtually? Because a lot of us don't have clients just over the road. I know my clients are, I don't have any clients that are in my local area. They're all, you know, interstate or even if they are in, in New South Wales, they're all over the place. I've got clients all over the world. So what's yeah. what's an idea that you can give us to be able to do this in it, you know, without a local business? So who is your client? Like what are they industry specific? Who are they? They all have coaching businesses, which is the same as our listeners. So our listeners okay, have coaches. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So coaching businesses. So again, are you the coach that coach generally all subject or you coaching, you know, you might have a partners with someone who's specializing in sales because coaches can be just very helicopter view processes. It's like they, like JP, right? If you're the coach in the formula of JP, general practitioner, but then your collaborations are maybe somebody who deliver sales strategy. Or Mm -hmm. if you find out that this is the people that you need to collaborate and say, listen, we have a similar customers. Can I refer you when somebody needs a sales 
you know, when, when you identify in the journey that might need some sales support, or there might be little weak in marketing or digital marketing. So then you bring this orchestra together saying, oh, we work with someone. So you can offer them the service that beneficial, not, not a competition to your service, but would be of benefits to your customers. And because as a coach, the thing that you sell, it's trust. They trusting that, you know, you're going to take them from on the journey from point A to point B. So you will find the resources that might assist the customer. And it might be not related if they're working on lead generation. Maybe they need someone who will create the funnels. So then you go and offer or build the collaboration with them. with the people who specialize in that. Because I believe it's always better find someone that specializes in something rather than using generic kind of person because you can't mm-hmm. be good at everything. Absolutely. Yeah. And this is this is probably the and just by having the conversation, you know, listen to the customer saying what else that you need in your business that you find, you know, difficulties with. And then you go find these people and then you build the collaboration, build the referral partnership relationships. Absolutely. Oksana, you've shared so much value today and you've shared so many different ideas that we can all put into our businesses to make people remember us, to really have people, I guess, our cheerleaders, to people that really understand that we stand out in what we're doing. So thank you so much. And uh, I will put all of the links to connect with Oksana in the show notes so that you can reach out and chat to her, which I thoroughly recommend you do. But thank you again, Oksana. It's been such a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much, Sam. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to the show. Whenever you're ready, here are three ways I can help you. Number one, grab a free copy of the Thought Leaders Positioning Checklist over at samantharileyglobal forward slash checklist. Number two, check out my inner circle for coaches, experts, and change makers over at samantharileyglobal forward slash inner circle. Or number three, connect with me to discuss how I can work with you on a more personal or a one-on-one level at hello at samantharileyglobal. I look forward to hanging out with you here again on Thursday, right here on the Thought Leaders Business Lab.